He's Howard Eibach, a former copywriter and creative director and the author of two books on the creative brief. And he's Henry Gomez, an ad agency strategist with, what is it now, 28 years of experience. Going on, yeah. Yeah, ladies and gentlemen, together, Henry and I are the Brief Brothers. We love talking about advertising, creative briefs, and briefing. Henry, we're back with another episode today. We're going to review and talk about a tool that one of our past guests, a creative director in Minneapolis named Tim Brunel, brought to my attention when he posted about it on LinkedIn. This is a tool we're all familiar with. It's ChatGPT. He clearly uses the upgraded version, the one you have to pay for. And with this tool, and I also use it as well, with this tool, he created another tool which named itself to help him write better briefs. It calls itself the Creative Brief Coach. And he wrote an article that he published on his uh, Substack account and then he republished that on LinkedIn explaining how he did this and how he uses it. Now he uses a a particular kind of creative brief template, which you and I've talked about in the past. It's the get to buy template, which I think you and I would agree is a rather sophisticated version of our brief. I personally would not recommend this to the marketers that I usually train, but I'm sure there are some strategists who use this. And what I found fascinating about it, and I sent this article along to you, and we're going to have a discussion about it today, was, is this a tool that you would find useful? Now, we both know there's a lot of churn out in the advertising world. Some people hate this thing called ChatGPT and feel threatened by it, and others feel quite the opposite, that it's a valuable tool. And I think you and I kind of land in between. I'm not threatened by it. I'm not going to rely on it, but I think it can be very helpful. So I thought it'd be fun to have a conversation about this. And since I don't write briefs, and you do, you would be a great person to pick your brain about this particular tool. So let's have a conversation. Let me just start out by asking, you had a chance to you know, read through Tim's article. And again, a big shout out to Tim for, for doing this. What are your initial takes on what he created and how it might help you as a brief writer? So, uh, like you said, I'm in I'm in the middle. Like I don't I don't have an instant aversion uh, to using a tool like this. Um, at the same time, I don't think it's a panacea. I don't think that it'll necessarily. And to be fair, he says in the article he he created this creative brief coach in about 20 minutes. So it hasn't been refined. Um, I'm sure that there could be many improvements to it to make it even better as kind of a tool to help one write a creative brief with the understanding that the person who's been assigned the creative brief is ultimately responsible for the quality of of the brief, right? So um, the same way you could, um, you know, use a source of information that source could be suspect. Um, it's similar stuff goes with chat GPT, but I think this goes beyond because I've used chat GPT to help me write briefs, but more in the sense of like getting general information about a particular subject. Um, and so I'll, I'll give an example that recently I, I had a question about um, how cats are portrayed in Latin American popular culture. And so ChatGPT gave me a pretty comprehensive answer. Some of the stuff in it 
I double checked it was valid. Some of it was completely invalid. Like, you know, <laughs> it, it had attributed the authorship of the P- Puss in Boots story to somebody who did not write it. Um, so, so check your sources. You got to check yeah, your sources. <laughs> keeping in mind that, that Chat GPT and all of these AI models are using the collected wisdom of the entire internet of which there's a lot of garbage um, to give you answers. Now, what Tim did is something a little bit different, um, which is create a tool that coaches you in writing a brief. It's not, I don't think really giving you the answers. Um, I think it might give you some potential answers to some of the questions. But like I said, from what I saw of the screen captures that he posted in his Substack article, um, it felt like a 1.0, right? It didn't feel like a fully refined prototype of this creative brief coach. And I think based on how he writes the article, he would admit that too. This is kind of just... He has said that in his LinkedIn post that it is an early iteration, definitely. So I don't see anything wrong with like using the collective wisdom of the internet to help coach you to write a a better brief. I would be very cautious about the answers that, that such a brief coach suggests and I would vet them myself and frankly, put them through the same filters that I put my own creative brief writing through, which is this inspiring? Is it true? Um, Is it different? Is it likely to move the needle? Um, Because just because something is correct on a brief doesn't necessarily make it inspiring. Right. Like, so, you know, or, or necessarily even the most, the best correct thing that I could say about a product or a situation, right? So being correct is a low bar being correct and being the best kind of most apt to deliver a creative solution um, is are, those are two different uh, things. Let's, let's, let's be clear about something. What you've used chat GPT for is different from the tool that, that Tim created, correct? Absolutely. So like I might ask, um, you know, uh, I like going back to the cat example, like why are Hispanic, why do Hispanics seem to be more reluctant to, to own or have cats in their household? Right. So then chat GPT gives you a whole, this whole answer. And then that might go, some of it after I vet it might go into my target description. Like my, my brief was about incentive. My, my client is in the cat category and we want to grow uh, cat um, uh, acquisition among Hispanics, which historically have low acquisition. And so I need to find out what those barriers are. So I'll ask ChatGPT, what might some of the barriers be? And I compare it with my own notes to what I thought going in, but it also gives me some additional fodder. So um, could also, you know, just ask it about, you know, different competitors or whatever. Like there's a lot of information that chat GPT has access to. So in terms of getting background information, I see it as a more conversational, um, easier to use version of like a Wikipedia, right? Like I use Wikipedia a lot for briefs, mainly the one advantage that I see to like a Wikipedia over a chat GPT in that sense is that Wikipedia usually has sourced 
footnotes. Right. So I can go to the article, the periodical, the journal, whatever that they're sourcing, and judge for myself: is this a credible source? Is this? Um, and then, and I can actually read more in depth. Like where maybe there's only a little blurb in the Wikipedia article, I could read a whole paper on this subject um, b based on a footnote. So that I like about Wikipedia is, you know, there's a lot of things I would not trust Wikipedia on, particularly in the realm of politics and things like that. Or but, history or, or, you know, anything that's serious. You've got to yeah. you, use Wikipedia the way you're using it, not as, as, a, as a dipping your toe in but then check the sources. Absolutely. And so I always, you know, refer to the footnoted sources and if, and if they are credible, then, and then I, then I'll, if I'm going to quote something, I'll quote it from the original source material. I won't quote right. Wikipedia. Like to me, Wikipedia is a way to get at other information. Um, so chat GPT, I, I've incorporated it in the last six or seven months as part of my research, you know, my Googling, my Wikipediaing, and now I consult ChatGPT as just another input to help. The, the benefit is how quickly it can turn things around, and 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 so, I it's it's a good place to start, I think, and so that's how I've been using, which is different than this, which is. You you meant uh, I think you mentioned we weren't recording yet that you created your own. GPT um, to help you to be kind of like a coach in helping you come up with fiction plots or, or yep. to help you work um, because that's an area that you want to work on is writing fiction. So I think that there's a, uh, and as Tim kind of points out, it's there's going to be a market for this. It's like create a GPT that, can help people do X, Y, and Z thing that before they didn't have the help to do it. Um, so in that sense, and I hadn't thought of it that way before, I didn't know about that functionality of it. I was using it more as like a Q&A, like give, I wanna know more about this subject, what can you tell me? And it was spitting back information. This is a different kind of way of, of, of using chat GPT. Are you using the free version or did you upgrade to the paid version? The free version. Okay, the free version doesn't allow you to create the tool that Tim did for his creative Correct. brief coach. You can't you, you can't you can't create an actual GP specialized GPT for your uh, unless you're in the subscription model that they have. Right. And I'm using Chat GPT the way you and a lot of others are as I'm kind of figuring things out as I go along. I, I'm not as knowledgeable about certain things as others are, and I'm kind of learning um, from others. Um, I I consider myself more of a memoirist, memoirist than a fiction writer, but I've had interest in writing fiction. So once I heard about this tool's ability to create some kind of coach, I went on to my upgrade version of ChatGPT and started having this conversation that Tim recommended. I want to do this. What can you do to help me? And it said, well, I can do X, Y, and Z. And then, as I said before, it actually named itself. Now, for Tim, it called itself the Creative Brief Coach. For me, um, since I was looking for help in developing plot lines for a kind of a genre of fiction called thrillers, it called itself Story Weaver. Now, I have a suspicion that I'm not the first person to ask this specific request so it has come up with the idea of Story Weaver long before I asked. Maybe. And, uh, 
And others and others may have, uh, you know, asked similar questions and others will build on what I've just started on. And that's how chat GPT works. It, it just learns from what has happened and builds on what it knows and what it has access to. So I'm, I don't know how often I'm going to use it, but it, to me, it's, it's a fascinating aspect of chat GPT that I just didn't know about. And now that I do, so I'm wondering you, you know, as a strategist who works with mostly creatives and other strategists, because you have direct reports, you, and you train mostly other creatives What's your sense of how this might be used on the client side to write documents that they send to you that you use to help write your briefs? Because this is where I do my training. Yeah. So, you know, it's an interesting question. And, and you know, you and I have talked about the dearth of training on on briefs. And the reason you have a business doing workshops is because they need the coaching, right? So on the one hand, Anything that helps coach them is a good thing. But on the other hand, if it's if they're somehow abdicating their responsibility to this tool, I think it could be dangerous. Um, so and we've seen that happen. We the, the big article that, that was run oh, a couple of months ago about the lawyer who wrote an entire brief based on what ChatGPT gave him. Without double, without doing the vetting that you just described, the, and the judge just slapped him down big time when he discovered that a lot of the stuff in the brief was fake. Yeah, and, you pay a and, price. Yeah, and so because who knows that the ChatGPT doesn't have a a more built-in morality to it, and it doesn't necessarily at this stage have the sophistication to grade the the quality of it, the inputs, right? So. Imagine that among the things that the GPT trained on was uh, a bunch of fictional books about the law, right? Which are great for us as consumers that we're reading a book, but they don't have to be legally, you know, binding or whatever. And so it's maybe it's citing precedents that don't exist, that existed only in a fictional book. And ChatGPT, and I'm completely speculating, but maybe it has no way of distinguishing like, what is in the in the book the pelican brief versus what is an actual you know us code and the precedence of the different cases which is frankly what lawyers get paid to do you know is to wade through years and years of historical precedence to say why this applies in this case uh, and why this other precedent that seems to contradict it doesn't apply in this case and make that argument and so you know, I, I think the abdication of the ultimate responsibility could be a, a, a danger point. One other thing I wanted to add was as I was looking at the final output of, of the brief and Tim again rightly acknowledges like, is this a finished brief? No. Is it a good conversation starter? Yeah. Could we probably get to something from this? Yes. I was a little underwhelmed by the final brief that I was looking at, although the format of the get to buy, and that doesn't mean get someone to buy B U Y, but it's get, <laughs> get the target the we identify right. to do X thing by doing X thing. Right? Right, right. Um, and at the end, there were like several bullet points in each bucket, like rather than a specific, like here's the target, and here's what the target is like and a definitive. And we're going to get them to do this one thing that we need to do by doing this one thing. It was like a laundry list. So 
again, are these options that a brief writer can take and maybe choose one and then build up a brief around that? Yes. As it spatted out in this example, and again, a 1.0 example of a tool that he just created two minutes ago, um, it, it, it needs to be further refined. It, that by no means was a, a finished brief. It had too many things going on. It wasn't uh, sharp enough. It wasn't pointed enough to, to be an, an effective creative brief, in my opinion. I think this points to the reality that human input needs to be part of this picture and we're not in any danger of being eliminated from that at least at I, this at least at this early stage of yeah AI. and I, I and i would be fascinated to come back to this story a year from now or two years from now and see where are we what's going on has tim worked on this create a brief coach tool to refine it further and if he has what's what's it doing for him so good stuff henry good stuff howard He's Henry Gomez. And he's Howard Ibach. And together, we're the Brief Brothers. Till next time. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.